Well, good morning, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Richard Holmes. We are here to answer your medical questions. So give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Well, thanks for being here with us today. We're going to be talking about urology today. That's where we're going to start our conversation today. Um, I hope everyone has an opportunity to read the essay that Dr. Holm wrote um, a few months ago um, that is, was shared uh, in Monday's Brookings Register or can also be found online at prairiedoc.org where he tells us about the importance of um, even though we might be uncomfortable talking about our issues with going to the bathroom or whatever, that it's important to bring those up to our uh, primary care providers and discuss those even if that's not um, comfortable for us. Do you find that often, Dr. Ellsworth, that people struggle to bring these issues up in the yeah, yeah, you know, some do, some don't, and and uh, it, it it, but usually once once it gets brought up, then it then it's it becomes seems become easier to easier to talk about, and and uh, um, you know, some some doctors, and sometimes I probably better at giving people the opportunity than other times, so it's a good reminder uh, for all of us. Um, but. Uh, Urology is is what is the the type of medicine where we're looking at the urinary tract. So we're looking at, you know, the kidneys make the urine. It goes down the ureters, the the tube between the kidneys and the bladder, and then the bladder that's holding your urine, and then and then out through um, out through your urethra and and uh, and, and 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 so on. Um, and so we're looking at uh, and, and and the genitalia. Uh, we're also consider uh, a part part of the anatomy, um, and so it's it it you know some of the problems that people might have is is urinating frequently or unable to urine or blood in the urine or uh, hurts when they pee or incontinence where they're leaking, um, and so those are uh, some of the issues that uh, they might try to help tackle in urology. Most of us probably don't talk about this hardly ever. But I bet you talk about it many times a day. Is that true? Like, yeah, yeah. You talk right. about it. Yeah. Yes. You know, I usually, as part of the general physical, I might bring up, you know, any problems with urination. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that kind of usually helps to to break the ice, if or or an invitation to break the ice anyway. You know, if 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 there and some people have a concern and some people some people don't. Sure. And uh, um, but uh, certainly we're willing to talk about it and we want to help because that is a big, uh, it's a big problem if it's a problem. Right, right. It, you know, it's a, it, it impacts you a lot if you have to go to the bathroom all the time or if you can't go. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing worse than that, hardly. Um, and so um, it, it is something you should talk about with your doctor if you're having problems. Very good. Uh, Andrew and I were reminiscing this morning about how... Um, 
when you have a child, it's something that is very celebrated when you learn how to control your bodily functions and um, and they learn how to use the potty chair and um, how we, how our son, how when we, he was potty training, we got books from the library about Elmo using the bathroom and princesses using the bathroom and all of that. So uh, as a child, we talk about these things and reward our children with stickers and toys and candy when they use the bathroom. So, but as we get older, we kind of stop talking about these things. Right. So. And it's, you generally recommend, you know, not making it a secret in the house. You know, going to the bathroom with the door open so that your child know what's going on in there so it's not a mystery mm-hmm. or it's not something scary and it's something we all do. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone poops. That's right. So that's a classic book, too, I think. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, well, we are looking forward to your questions. If you have questions regarding the area of urology or something else, um, please give us a call. We're going to be going to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. The grass is growing, and that means it's time to mow. Please remember these safety measures to protect your health. Wear goggles, hearing protection, gloves, and long pants. Always wear sturdy closed-toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Do not drink alcohol or use other substances before or while using your lawnmower. Do not remove safety devices or guards on the mower and never insert hands or feet into the mower to remove grass or debris. Parents, teach these safety measures to your children. This safety tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We're talking about urology issues this morning, and... Uh, a very common one that we hear about is kidney stones. What is a kidney stone, and how do you know if you might have a kidney stone? Yeah, kidney stones are not fun. Some people think of them as one of the most painful things you can have. Uh, some liken it to childbirth. It, it, it can it can cause pain, uh, perhaps on on your side at your sides, uh, and uh, in the, it, it's, they call it renal colic. Renal meaning like kidney. And, and where this pain is this writhing pain where you can't get comfortable and you're moving around and, and uh, nothing will hardly re- relieve it. And it can kind of come and go as that stone is moving somewhere and blocking or not. Um, it could cause some blood in your stool um, as that stone is, is rubbing somewhere. And, and, and you might not see the blood, but we may see it in a urine test. Um, some of the stones we can see on X-ray, and sometimes we can't. Um, but uh, but that that it's such a it can be such a painful painful thing. And yet some people have stones and don't know it. You know maybe there's some silent stones, and and uh, until until they become a problem, they're not causing a problem. Until they cause a blockage, then then it's becoming painful. Um, and or sometimes it might make you urinate more frequently too. Um, but it doesn't relieve the pain. Um, so the and 
you know, this is a good time to be talking about it because I was just talking with our urologist, Dr. Bott, and this is the time of year he starts to see more kidney stones in really? the summer. Really? Yeah, people um, are getting more active, sometimes not drinking as much water or getting dehydrated easier, working out in the heat. Mm-hmm. And dehydration can increase your risk of stones. Um, maybe your, their diets are getting to be more meats and alcohol and stuff that, that could increase your risk of a stone. Um, and so uh, that's one of the factors why sometimes, I mean, they, they happen all year round. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people that are prone to get them are more prone to get another one. But, uh, but they can be more commonly seen a little bit in the, in the summer months. So what causes a kidney stone? It's a buildup, usually of calcium, but they can be made up of other types of you know, little chemicals, basically. Um, or, or um, And so the calcium can build up in your, in your kidney or in your ureter or in the renal pelvis, and then it could kind of go down the ureter. And sometimes you can even just pee them out, but sometimes they can get big enough where they're blocking or temporarily blocking, causing a blockage. Okay. And so what what are some options for if it is causing a problem for you? What are some options for helping that? Yeah. Relieve that. Sometimes uh if it's small enough, we could give you a medication to help relax the muscles and relax the ureters and 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 some and by pushing fluid, sometimes we can get get it get you to just urinate out the stone. Um and get it to pass on its own. Sometimes they even do surgery. Sometimes they can do um, a lithotripsy, where they do this shock wave therapy to break up the stone, or type of laser treatment, or other other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best way to prevent it is drinking lots of water. You were mentioning, are there, or what are some ways to prevent best them? Ways, if you're... Yeah, drinking, staying hydrated, drinking plenty of water. Your kidneys also oh, always like plenty of water. Now, sometimes you're, if you have a heart condition. It, Sometimes too much water can be hard, but your kidneys always like more water for a variety of reasons. Um, but uh, also, sometimes there's a medication, or, uh, there's medications that can help decrease your risk of kidney stones. Some medications can increase your risk of kidney stones. So that's something to consider with medication. Um, but the main thing is drinking plenty of water. Sometimes you might have to change your diet, mm-hmm. um, avoid certain foods, or and, and uh, like I said, sometimes certain meats can increase it or you know, calcium, um, taking calcium, we recommend for your bones, mm-hmm. vitamin D and calcium for your bones. Uh, but sometimes if you are someone prone to kidney stones, taking too much calcium can be a problem too. Mm-hmm. So watching the, the calcium intake, especially from supplements. Okay. So once you've had one, are you more likely to have more in the future? Yes. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not to guarantee you will, but it, mm-hmm. it can happen, yeah. So it would be good to... Not just get it taken care of, but maybe look into the possible reasons and see what we can do to to change it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another common um, urology issue is a urinary tract infection or a UTI. What causes a UTI? What are and what are the symptoms of a UTI? That's yeah, probably the most common by far urology problem that I see patients for, and 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 women. Uh, unfortunately, are more prone, but men can get them too. Um, you know, usually it'd be fre- urinary frequency, pain with urination. Uh, sometimes you can see blood in the urine. Um, so 
the, those are that that those are common symptoms, and usually we can get those treated with antibiotics. But if it but if it's occurring over and over again, there might be some other underlying cause. Um, maybe um, maybe there's a fistula or something that's contributing to introduce this bacteria. Uh, maybe the the vaginal mucosa is 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 getting atrophied, getting weaker, getting smaller, and, and sometimes an estrogen cream can be helpful there, or, or maybe a probiotic. Maybe we need to restore the, the body's natural biome, the natural bacteria to help. Um, with men, sometimes, uh, you know, as the prostate gets bigger, as men get older, they're not emptying their bladder as Completely. They feel like, oh, yeah, I'm emptying it plenty. I'm going all the time. Well, maybe you're getting some out, but some of it's still staying in there. So then that urine that's staying in there could become infected and uh, and be part of the problem. And, and so you get maybe treated and calmed down with antibiotics, but then it happens again and again, and maybe the problem is actually in the large prostate or urinary retention where you're keeping some urine in there. So, so there's the simple, let's the urinary tract infection, let's just treat it, but there's the what was the underlying cause, especially if this happens more than once or if you especially get sick from it. Gotcha. So if you, so what's the most common symptoms for a UTI then? Urinary frequency and pain with urination. Okay. And so if you're having that, are there over-the-counter options that you can just take care of yourself or do you, or is it really recommended you do come in and get that checked Sometimes people can push fluids and some people feel like cranberry extract, cranberry juice can mm -hmm. be helpful. The studies are mixed on that, but mm -hmm. hey, if it works for you, great. Yeah. But you don't want to ignore this either. Urinary frequency doesn't, it doesn't mean it's just for an urinary tract infection. Sure. I mean, there's, a, there's a list of possible things that, like I said, enlarged prostate or sometimes there could be a bladder tumor going on or, or a stricture. Uh, a, a blockage of the passageway out of the flow of urine. Maybe it's because you're drinking too much caffeine mm -hmm. or alcohol or other substance that's irritating to the bladder and makes you go more often. And like I said, the, we couldn't for sure say that cancer couldn't be the cause either. And so um, it's good to come in and get that urine test to see is it actually infected or is there something else going on? And then if something else is going on, what what can we do to look into it? to try to take care of it and, and catch it early. Okay. Well, we need to take our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical concerns you would like us to address. Our programs are available on Apple Podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Be aware, with warmer weather, you may find ticks. Ticks live in grassy, bushy, or wooded areas. Spending time outside walking your dog, camping, gardening, or hunting can bring you in close contact with ticks. To prevent ticks from attaching, treat your clothes and gear with products containing 0.5% permethrin. Permethrin can be used to treat boots, clothing, and camping gear and remains protective through several washings. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. 
Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking about some urology issues, um, and it's all we try to tie together our Prairie Doc programming for the week. And so, Dr. Ellsworth, you'll be hosting the On Call with the Prairie Doc television show tomorrow night, May 21st, titled Current Urology Treatments. Could you tell us more about this show? Yeah, we filmed this show uh, back in early March, um, so it's it's not live. Um, my guests were Dr. Dalit Bott here with the Vera Medical Group Specialty Care Brookings, a urologist, and uh, Dr. Lauren Wood Toom with Urology Specialists uh, from Sioux Falls, and she does outreach to Brookings as well. And uh, was, I think it was a great show. We covered uh, a lot of good topics with urology. And, um, uh, I, I, you know, it was shot before COVID-19, mm-hmm. so it, it, we don't ever talk about that mm-hmm. uh, on the show. Um, and it's also the essay uh, is, is read by Dr. Holm that he had filmed uh, a few months even before, before we did the show in early March. Um, and so, you know, I guess it's one, one last or one more opportunity to see him again, which is always special. Um, and like you said, his message was about not being ashamed of of your your bladder and your all those problems that can arise. Uh, and you know what a, a fitting last message from him is not to be ashamed about our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to tuning into that um, tomorrow night then on SCPB at 7 p.m. Um, a few more questions regarding urology. What should you do if you have blood in your urine? You really should get that checked out. If you if you go and you can see blood in the urine, you need to have that checked out um, because because there is really a ch- good chance of, of cancer going on. Now, it might be other things. Like we said, a urinary tract infection can cause that. Kidney stones can cause that. Um, or bladder tumors, you know, something, something structurally not quite right, though, oftentimes, because uh, c- it's causing some, some blood, so causing it to bleed. Um, so come in, see your doctor, you know, they'd start with a urine test, and they might send you to a urologist where they might, you know, take an actual look. And so how they take a look is, is called cystoscopy where they, they take a little tiny tube that's like a camera and it goes up in through your urethra and, and up into your bladder to take a, a look that way. Wow. Yeah. Amazing yeah. technology. There right. we go. <laughs> See what's going on. All right. So if you have blood in your urine, make sure you address that yes. soon, right away. Yeah. Okay. Um, what may be going on if you have to go to the bathroom more often? Yeah, we, we kind of touched on that. We mentioned, you know, urinary tract infection, enlarged prostate. That, that's, that's otherwise known as BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy. And with men, the prostate naturally gets enlarged over time, making it hard to empty your bladder. Um, and, and, and maybe it's benign and everything, but it's still good to get that looked into, you know, or tested. You know, there's always a possibility of prostate cancer otherwise, mm-hmm. too. So another reason to get that checked out. Um, a bladder tumor, a stricture where where there there might be structurally the the hole or somewhere in the tube 
is getting blocked off and making it hard for you to empty your bladder completely. Um, caffeine, like I said, alcohol, you know, maybe you just need to drink less fluid at bedtime if you're going to the bathroom at night more. Sometimes that's one of the first things we can we can try to work on. Um, you know, there's a host of reasons, and, and, and sometimes it's even habit. Um, so there's medications we can give for overactive bladder that, that can be helpful, but we don't want that want we don't want that to cover up try to just cover up some problem either. So um, that's that's good to good to look into. Um, you know, it was a really good discussion we had had on the show with Dr. Lauren Wood Toome. She does a lot uh, with with women with problems with urinary frequency and urinary incontinence. And there's you know from having children from childbirth that can pro- cause problems down there that sometimes don't show up till later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there's the Kegel exercises that can be helpful to help sh- strengthen those pelvic floor muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it can really help to have either a surgery or some some way of helping. Physical therapy can even be helpful. So sometimes we can have you see a physical therapist and they might even help you with the Kegel exercises, hook up some electrodes so you kind of know exactly which muscles you're trying to work and strengthen and how and to show or see if you're doing it the best way possible for the best, you know, to help it help you the most and most effectively. Okay. Um, and uh, so it, it's really neat some of the things they're doing to, to help, help people in that area in that, you know, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to put up with it. Sure. So bring it up, and, you know, we'll see if we can help. Excellent. Yeah, and your primary care doc might not be able to help, but they might, or they can get you to a urologist and help you out that way. It's a good starting spot Yeah. to start the conversation. The caller is wondering if the strength and volume of urine changes as a person ages. Prescription drugs or health issues are not a factor for this individual. So does the strength and volume of the urine change as a person ages. Yeah, you know, um, part of it, it can be a, a flow issue. Like I said, if the pro, if it's a man and the prostate's getting larger, it's the the volume at once may may go down because you're not emptying the bladder completely, and the strength isn't there because it, there's a partial blockage, mm-hmm. and so it gets weaker that way. Um, sometimes it's a bladder contractility issue how that bladder is able to contract down, like a think of a balloon. And when you let go of the balloon, it flies through the air and, and lets all the air out. Well, if that balloon's been overstretched too often or anything, sometimes then it, it can't hardly, it doesn't push out the air as, as well. Um, and, uh, and sometimes we have to retrain the bladder. Sometimes if a bladder's been overfilled because of a blockage or, or whatever, Sometimes then we have to have a catheter for a while to help the bladder, you know, go back down and more, you know, give it a break for a while. Yeah. So um, that is a natural thing for a lot of people to have a a weaker stream and, and, and sometimes the volume not be as much over time. And sometimes it's a reason that we could take care of and sometimes, you know, if everything else is okay, it might be. It might be okay. But. Might be okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Um, well, we are going to go to our final break. If you have any additional questions for Dr. Ellsworth, please do give us a call at 605-692-1430. And we will return following this informative message from the Vera Medical Group, Brookings. Limited social interactions during the pandemic can be difficult. With some effort on your part, there are some ways to decrease the effects of isolation. Keep a schedule. Stay active. Do something meaningful like working on your genealogy or organizing photo albums. Connect with others by letter, email, phone, Zoom, or try online games. Find comfort in old movies or lighting a candle and having a cup of tea. These are just a few ideas to get you thinking. You can do this. If you find your loneliness getting out of hand with feelings of depression, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to discuss your medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. We've been talking about urinary issues um, and urology, and uh, we wanted to talk about um, how diabetes might affect your urinary your urination. Yeah, thank you very much, Laura. That that is another uh, cause of frequent urination uh, diabetes um, because if your blood sugars are getting too high, your body starts to um, put sugar try to get rid of the sugar in your urine. And so then sometimes you have to urinate more frequently to help flush out that extra sugar in the urine. Um, and so that can be a cause. And then that can increase your risk of urinary tract infection too then uh, with, with sugar in the urine. But uh, so diabetes can, can increase your risk of, uh, of urinary, can cause urinary frequency. Um, and so that's, that's where diabetes is related in there too. Okay. And um, just tell us a little bit more about diabetes um, and the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes. We can talk about that for a minute. Sure. Sometimes there's going to be more of a gray area between the two, but historically or, or by large, type 1 diabetes is, is when the pancreas is not making insulin anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and oftentimes that's the diabetes that you see in, in children or, or young adulthood. Um, where then they need insulin to help. Um, and insulin helps to take that sugar and, and, and help your body store it. Tells your body to store that sugar back in, back in, in your fat and such, um, in your liver. Um, whereas type 2 diabetes is this insulin resistance where you're making insulin, but your body's kind of starting to ignore it or it's it's been told this so much that it's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know I need to make the sugar into urine, but there's just too much sugar. You know, it, it's becoming resistant to the insulin, so your body has to make more insulin. And then sometimes then the pancreas putters out and you, or isn't able to keep up, and then they need insulin sometimes too. And so, um, and sometimes these type 2 diabetes, in a way, kind of become type 1 diabetic where they're dependent on insulin or their body's not making it. So the more frequent urination, is, is that tied more to type 2, or it's with both? With both. With both, yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because in either way, the body's not effectively 
bringing down the blood sugar in the in the in the blood, and so the kidneys are compensating some by letting sugar spill out through the urine. And real quick, the best way to prevent having these issues is what are some of the best well, ways some, to prevent? Well, we could type one diabetes. Sometimes we can't really hardly prevent um, type two diabetes. Uh, you know, diet and exercise, eating healthy, um, and uh, you know. Having, having those regular visits with your doctor to screen for diabetes so we can catch it early and, and give you the tools to sometimes reverse it or at least slow it or keep it under control. Okay. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc, most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This Thursday, May 21st, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth and guest Dr. Balip Bott with Avera Medical Group Specialty Care Brookings and Dr. Laura Wood-Toombs with Urology Specialist address the topic of current urology treatments. So tune in for that tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for the Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today and talking about these important topics. I think we've probably all learned something and we'll look forward to learning more on tomorrow night's television program. And thank you to our listeners for your support and for joining us today. As Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>